Welcome to another episode of New York Sports Incomplete. This is Rex the Rookie here with John the Veteran. How's it going, John? It's pouring rain outside and we should never hype up sports again because we're really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This episode brought to you by Buddy's Barbecue. If you live on Long Island and you need an event catered, call Buddy Moore at 516-497-0246. That's 516 516- 497-0246. And tell them the guys at New York Sports Incomplete sent you. All right, let's get into it. Last night, the Mets hit their tragic number. They went down swinging. It took them 10 innings to get beat, but they're officially eliminated from the 2023 playoffs. Yeah, yeah they, they dragged it out for as long as they could, and now we're here. Uh... Well, I think that there's a couple of encouraging things out of the last few weeks. They've been playing spoiler very well. Yeah. yeah. They, they took the series off Arizona. They took the series off the Marlins. The kids who are getting a lot more playing time have started to hit. Uh, Vient- Vientos has been the most encouraging. Beatty got Beatty's a home Be- run last night, a home run before. Yeah. Um, in the field, Maurizio's like a freak. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. Remember, remember, remember when we talked about how his defense might be? Yeah, wrong. Might not be. Well, no, we said it can't be as bad as they're projecting All right, because we just went through this with Alvarez. Does that mean we got something right? Yeah. Whatever. It's it's he's here now. It's just, and I don't think him being on the team would have prevented us from missing the playoffs. But I just really hope. That like everyone stops overreacting to a player's defense when talking about prospects. It's they're just looking for something negative to say. It'll never be as bad as what they're hyping it up to be. Even Vientos, who they made it sound like has never picked up and thrown a baseball in his life before getting drafted by the Mets. Not that bad. No, solid. (laughs) Solid, and then let's give them once again the biggest example is Alvarez. Who's, oh, well, we're not sure he's going to be up to major league standards defensively, and he's turned out to be fantastic. Not good, fantastic. Yeah. Hey. You know who's not fantastic, though? Tommy Pham. <laughs> not fantastic at all. Fabulous segue. <laughs> in regards to his, in regards to his uh, Met tenure. Yeah, he, he for a while was the best hitter on the team. Undoubtedly. Uh, but as Tommy Pham is wont to do, he, he had to lay a little turd burger on us. Tommy Pham loves to hear Tommy Pham talk. Uh, yeah, so why don't you tell our listeners what Tommy Pham said? So, as the story goes, uh, Tommy Pham was at a dinner with uh, Francisco Lindor, Francisco Alvarez, and Eduardo Escobar. I'm imagining good fellas, by the way. Like, Suit ridiculous suits and everything, Pinky rings. and they're all <laughs> gathered around this table. And Tommy Pham, in the most eloquent eloquent way he can possibly articulate it, said, "You guys are the laziest group of baseball players I have ever been around." 
and uh, of course they had to be present company. Except, accepted. except, except you three guys, including Escobar, who, if I recall correctly, he didn't even make it out of May with the team. He so this is early in the season. Yeah. Uh, so, but he ex- he managed to exclude. The uh, Alonzo, the three best hitters on the team. Alonzo, Nimmo, and Lindor. Right. Um, now, I, I re- Lindor has... He confirmed to Ken Rosenthal that Tommy Pham did push him to work harder. Which... Uh, yeah, he said... I guess that's... When Tommy you- got traded, he said, Thanks for making me work harder. But what we don't know is the tone of voice. I mean, it could have said it like, "Oh, thanks for making me work harder." I think. I. I mean, I. I have to imagine that he was being sincere. I mean, it's kind of frustrating to hear that a guy getting paid three hundred million dollars wasn't working hard, but that's but, also but human nature. It could also be Robbie Cano. I mean, you know, Robbie Cano was so darn smooth that nobody thought he was trying. I. I always. I looked at Lindor's early season pressing as the guy is a human being. He sure. does have a life outside of baseball. His wife is expecting a second kid, which is, from what I've been told, more stressful than the first one because he has another baby that he's taking care of while his wife's pregnant. And then as soon as his wife had the second kid, and he could probably sleep again, <laughs> he yeah. started he started hitting like Francisco Lindor. So, like, I, I mean, if... I mean, if you, if, you, that, if you drill down on this thing, there's two things going on here. Tommy Pham's never one to suffer a fool gladly. Obviously, he and Jeff McNeil don't get along. Yeah, Jeff McNeil feels like the... I, the it makes Jeff McNeil and Buck Showalter look the worse. I don't understand why, but that's the thing I don't get. Like, like you, you have to realize that by saying this, you're throwing Buck Showalter under the bus. For, cause, yeah, and I don't think he cares. I, I think just, he's so self-absorbed. That he's just going to say what he wants to say. It doesn't matter about the fallout. Even if he's right. I mean, if he is right, it is it is an indictment on Buck. Because on one hand, you got all these players saying, oh, yeah, we'll run through a wall for him. And, uh, and then you have another guy, well, a player let, saying let, they're let's lazy. A, let's analyze it. Nemo, Alonzo, Lindor all work their asses off. Alvarez is there hours before the rest of them working his butt off. Jeff McNeil might not like anyone except for Pete on the team, but you could tell he wants to do well. He throws he throws a tantrum every time he doesn't get a hit. Well, I can also <laughs> say this about Jeff McNeil. Every place they've put him, he's been better than the guy that was there. He <laughs> is an athlete. He he sacrifices his body during the game. Now, I've heard tell that Jeff doesn't like to watch a lot of batting tape. He's one of these guys that thinks your head can get too full of information and he'd rather just see ball, hit ball. And and in his case, I think that's exactly what he should do. Yeah. Maybe Fan was referring to that. Or maybe no. Fan just doesn't like McNeil because both guys, and I'll put this as, as nicely as possible, both Fan and McNeil have giant personalities. I, yeah, I don't think it's... The last one, because if I remember Fam specifically mentioning, this is before he even got traded, that one day they basically told him, like, our analytic department has determined that you can't hit, uh, I was lefties or righties, forgot which one. Basically, you got to be a platoon player because you can't hit uh, all, all types of pitching. 
And he took offense to it, as I imagine most baseball players would. And he just spent hours upon hours in the batting cage until his hands were bleeding. That was his quote. And then he, you know, he was the best hitter on our team for a good two months. Yeah. Yeah. So. Look, as a player, Tommy fan. It's just not, whether he's right, it's just not something you say to. No, you don't throw anybody on your team or the management team under the bus. It's just poor form. Um, Yeah, okay, maybe he's talking about Vogelback. Maybe he thinks Vogelback doesn't run enough laps. And, well, by his Dunlap's disease, we could say Bam would be right if that was the case. Yeah. yeah, I I just didn't get it. You know, he, he slapped a dude due to something that was said about fantasy football, and now he takes a big old swipe at the Mets. I mean, it's... Look, you and I both know the real problem with this team was pitching. No one could pitch the first two months of the season. It must be very, very hard to get excited about going to do your job when you know at the end of the first half of the first inning on a home game, you're already going to be behind by four runs. Yeah. I mean, it just... That, wanna, we wanna get, blame somebody. Blame Scherzer and Varlander. Yeah. Uh, when the... When, when the MLB regular season's over, we'll do a full, I guess, retrospective on this dumpster fire of a season. But the, the crux of it is we put all of our eggs into a, a 40-year-old basket, or two 40-year-old baskets, and it blew up in our faces. And then the other, the other th- there were three other pitchers that we thought were going to be at best serviceable. They're all so bad that they weren't big league pitchers. Well, I think we also saw just how badly we missed Quintana because he has been great since getting yeah healthy. I mean, you could argue that we, in losing Bassett and McGill, I mean, Bassett and uh, Walker, rather, from last year, we filled in those roles really well with Senga and Quintana. Yeah. It's everything else that fell apart. Right. McGill and Peterson never came around. Uh, they, they have flashes of brilliance, but there was no consistency whatsoever. They might just be bullpen arms. Um, Carrasco is, was straight up unplayable all season. Um, outside of that one game in Arizona, that makes no sense to I me. I bet you we see him announce his retirement. I that he's going to be playing outside the country. He ain't, he's not a big league pitcher. No, you're right. I... Uh, it's hard to see somebody like that struggle so because he's a seems to be a nice guy. He's a former Roberto Clemente Award winner. Proves he's a nice guy. Um, and he beat cancer, and you you want to pull for the guy, but every time he came up to pitch, it was like, oh boy, here we go. That's why we never got out of the rut because we you you can't have you can't maintain any sort of winning streak well, with let's... with McGill. Peterson and Carrasco on the mound. Right. All right, let's jump across town. The Yankees have been winning at a crazy clip. It's showing how, like, they're really trying to, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, Matt, better, Matt, they're better than the Angels. Matt, but, well, big deal. But it's like, but no, I'm just saying that, that Aaron Judge is act, actively, like, <laughs> carrying them almost single-handedly to wits. Well, he's a big boy. As best he can. They're yeah. not gonna they're they got their magic number is two to starve off elimination. They're dead in the water, but 
They yeah, went, they're, they, they're just trying to finish over 500 to keep their streak going. They have a pulse. They're mathematically alive. Is it probable they're going to move on to the playoffs? No. Hell no. All right. In the WNBA, the Liberty made it through the first round of the playoffs by knocking off the Mystics. And we'll, Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock, we'll start the semifinals versus the Sun. So, uh, folks, if you get a chance to watch any of this game, this is a great quality of basketball being played. And uh, there might yet be a New York team win something this year. Yeah. 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 Unless you count the Binghamton Rumble Ponies as New York. (laughs) Well, there you go with your geography again. All right, let's get into the football. I'm going to say it right up. Stony Brook's 0-3. Okay, you, you go ahead and you talk about the Jets as distinctly as possible. And then you could probably go get yourself a snack and a water, and I'll just talk about the Giants for the next half hour. Uh, all right, so I'm going to give you all the time you need. The Jets got stomped by maybe the best team in football. I go, well, yeah, one week prior, talk Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and his... Well, Four plays as a New York Jet quarterback. That, that was the end of the season. I, I'm convinced the Jets cannot win with Zach Wilson. Uh, they're going to have to bring somebody in. They they played not a bad game against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys' offense just wore out that defense. Um and, and, and the Cowboys' defense just beat the crap out of Zach Wilson. Yeah. It, they were out physical. They were out skilled. They were out everything. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, God forbid it's going to be a Cowboys Super Bowl, but uh, for purposes of harmony in the universe, I'll be pulling for the Cowboys the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... The Giants? I think, well, the Jets, I only, I mean, the Jets, the only quarterback I could really assume that's a free agent is Carson Wentz. Not a good solution. No. There was, it might be marginally better than Zach Wilson. There was some talk about some kind of a trade with the Vikings to get Kirk Cousins. That's not happening. Which brings me uh, up to another topic. I don't know if you caught it um, on. Netflix, there's a show, Quarterback. Yeah, I watched it. Kirk Cousins is a lovely guy. It's it's a great show. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you saw this on Prime, Coach Prime. I have not gotten around to watching that. That is money. I, you have to watch this. This guy is unbelievable. I don't think they get blown out by Oregon today, but I do not think they will... Remain undefeated no, in I Colorado. I don't either. I, I think the the winning streak comes to an end. Uh, but you know, good for them. That game against Colorado State was riveting. So yeah. that was yeah. I'm you know out here watching overtime college football at one well, in the morning. Well, whether you think he's a fraud or not, Deion Sanders. Oh, this, he's definitely not a fraud. He he, he he's committed heart, mind, and soul to making these young people. Men. Yeah, he absolutely would. I don't. He needs to be a college coach, though. There, everyone, everyone is saying that he should come to the NFL. No, no, no absolutely no, no, not. No, 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 no. No, he needs to stay right where he is. No, he he's found his niche and he's very good at it. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked at how many people are just now realizing how charismatic and entertaining Deion Sanders is. Well, he I, he believes 
in what he's doing. He is a very religious man. He is, if you watch the show, he never swears. All of his assistant coaches swear their heads off. He doesn't, the worst word out of his mouth is darn. Yeah. He, uh, He's got two really talented sons who are both NFL bound. His kid is just uh, Shadu, uh, the quarterback. Shador. Shador. Yeah, he he might be a top five pick. Yep. In the NFL, um, already getting mentored by Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he's good. He's good for college football as a whole. Speaking of quarterbacks in college football, and I don't think he's good for college football is Hartman at Notre Dame, is a sixth-year college quarterback. He played his whole career at Wake Forest, won everything he could, and now somehow is at Notre Dame starting as their quarterback, and they're saying this guy is the best quarterback in college football, which I don't believe anyway. He's 27 years old. Yeah. You know he's not going to the NFL. He's slow, can't run. He's got a great, accurate arm. And he makes good decisions. But would I rather have Shadur Sanders Sanders or, or, or Hartman? I'd take Shadur Sanders in a heartbeat. I would take Caleb Williams over both of them. But, that, but that's, you know. Okay. That's another good example. Uh, yeah. Uh, listen, you're going to see more cases like that with the transfer portal and NILs. There's like kickers that are, that are 30 playing right, college. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh all so, right. yeah, let's talk about the Giants. Um, September 10th was uh, all I hammered on about for a good two months. And uh, September 13th is my birthday. So, but September 10th was the Sunday before my birthday. So, my family decided it would be a great idea to have my birthday party on the 10th. And I spent that day doing nothing but watching football. And being in paradise. And then the Giants game started at 8. They brought the cake out at like 7.45. Sang happy birthday. Blew out the candles. And then uh, I suffered one of the most traumatic losses of my <laughs> entire sports life. Yeah, I think your comment after that game was, Rex, I can't talk about sports ever again. <laughs> I didn't want to... I didn't want to leave my bed the next day. I guess, I guess uh, it was a brutal loss. Yeah, thank yeah. It no. was. It was brutal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they they uh they looked good for the first two minutes. They're driving down the field, and then they committed some penalties, and then the field goal got blocked and returned for a touchdown, and then I. Blacked out and it went woke up and it was forty to nothing. Well, it's a good thing you didn't stay away and watch the whole thing. They, God, I did, I did, and then, uh, and then the following week, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, that was the worst football game I've possibly ever seen in my life. Surely, they'll handle their business against the lowly Arizona Cardinals, who. Uh, well, even though we didn't have Andrew Thomas, in my head I'm thinking, well, we're so much better than the Cardinals, we don't even need Andrew Thomas. And then we're down twenty to nothing at halftime, and I was, I was like, it wasn't just me that said that we were going to be a good football team, right? Like I was scouring. 
Oh, everybody did. The internet. And I was like, how how is this possible? How did we how did we win ten games last year? Get better in just about every category, and we're now the worst team in football. Not like bad, the worst. <laughs> Sixty to nothing. You're not the Bears. And then <laughs> and then we came back and we won. Uh great comeback. Yeah. It was uh which, which to me proved the worth of, of Daniel Jones. When he has time to throw the football. Yeah. Well, I, my, my point is I don't think he's the problem. No, he's not the problem. And he's thrown three interceptions this year. All three of them have hit the, the intended the target in the hands. The first one, I the first one, yes, Saquon probably should have caught it. Was it a hospital pass? Absolutely. Should he have thrown it to him? No. <laughs> that one, fine. 50-50 responsibility. The other two... Right in the the second one, the Saquon Barkley. There wasn't anyone within five yards of Saquon Barkley. He set it up like a volleyball player, just popped it up into the air, <laughs> right into the Cardinals players' hands. Regardless, right. we came back and we won that game. Fantastic. Our reward for that, after losing to the wor- the best team in football, we then had to play the second best team in football. Yes, you did. <laughs> On short rest. Oh, by with, the way, no Saquon. Saquon sprains his ankle with 30 seconds left in the game. He shouldn't even been in because we were just running the ball to kill the clock. Matt Breida saw one touch the entire day, and it was after Saquon's ankle exploded. So, so then we lose Saquon for no justifiable reason, and then we have to go into San Francisco for their home opener. And shockingly enough, we are competitive <laughs> for the first... Three quarters of the game, and then the wheels fall off. But I got to tell you, can't even be that happy about it because we should have been beating them if we knew how to tackle a 49er with the football. Yeah, there was a lot of bad arm tackling. <laughs> twice, twice. First of all, Brock Purdy, what a blessed life this man le- leads. <laughs> he threw four interceptions, four, on the first drive, and they just happened to get... Patted away at the last yeah. second. The 49ers wide receivers and tight end Kittle was playing better defense than anybody I saw all day. You're right. Yeah, And then when it's third and 16, all he has to do is just turn his hips, dump off the ball at Debo Samuel or Christian McCaffrey, and it's just like the Red Sea just parts. <laughs> and they get to and they moonwalk. Get, they get hit 25 times and still keep going forward. And then... And then the referees are so bad, and there's just so many ticky-tack penalties. And then I got to watch Trent Williams throw a right hook <laughs> at one of my defensive tackles. Not an ejection. Yeah. Not an ejection. No, we can't. There's not clear enough evidence that he punched a guy in the face. Meanwhile, they have it in 4K slow motion, him take his fist and go, bam, right to a guy's face mask, which is r- stupid yeah, to you do. Break your hand. <laughs> But he did it. <laughs> no, that's just offsetting personal fouls. Leonard Williams got a roughing the passer penalty, I think, just for being fat. Because he just landed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was such a bad call. He could, like, you could have a full, clear, a cleaner tackle than that. He didn't hit him high. He didn't hit him low. He hit him right in the chest. He fell down. He with fell his, on him. And he was kind of pushed into him. And he was bracing his fall. He landed on his hands and his knees to break any sort of con- No, roughing the passer. Trent Williams throws a right hook like Mike Tyson. Nothing. 
This just a non-injection, just an offsetting penalty because I guess the other giant told the yo mama joke, and that's the, the equivalent <laughs> of punching someone in the face. All right. So where do you think the Giants need to improve? Their offensive line could give Daniel Jones more than two seconds to throw the ball. Agreed. I, there's hold on because I I I, sa- I saved the stats after that 49ers game. Through three games, Daniel Jones has been under pressure 47 percent of the time. Yeah. That's generally a number that produces completely non-viable quarterback play. He's just been average. <laughs> no, he's actually playing well. I think the receiving core could play better. I've never seen a bunch of pro receivers that look like D-backs because they got bricks for hands. Um, I don't know what the answer is. Stickier gloves? They're... Pass blocking grade on Thursday night was the third worst in the NFL since 2020, where there was COVID games where there wasn't even NFL players playing. (laughs) 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 Daniel Jones pressured on half of his dropbacks, and the average time to pressure was 2.2 seconds, which was somehow faster than it was in week one against Dallas. Wow. That's horrible. We need Andrew Thomas back. We need Saquon. Saquon Barkley back, and I Daniel Jones must have the most elite therapist on the planet to not yeah, go. How's that boy sleep at night? <laughs> from losing his ever-loving mind. <laughs> I and the play calling's not great yeah. either on both sides of the ball, both off, both coordinators. Wink Martindale blitzed eighty-five percent of the time. That's not even an exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. Where I like he blitzed eighty-five percent of the time. No, he actually blitzed. 85% of the time, and we got two sacks. Yeah. Three, actually. One of them which like, pretty botched the snap, and he had to fall on the ball. But three sacks. We, those are the only three sacks we have through three games. And zero turnovers. And Kafka is... Not, it's bad enough that Daniel Jones doesn't have time to make a decision of where the ball's going to go. There's routes where guys or wide receivers are running into one another. Because they're running the same route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not good. So they got 11 days now. They had 11 days between Thursday and next Monday night where they play the Seahawks at MetLife on Monday Night Football. Now, the Seahawks, not a bad team. However, I don't think they're a group of 11 demigods like the Cowboys and the 49ers are, respectively. So hopefully, hopefully... Daniel Jones can stay upright, go through his progressions, and maybe we'll win a football game. But this is the worst offensive line I've ever seen in my life. And No, no, the, the Jets' offensive line might be worse. No, well, here's the problem with that. You could be correct on that, but the Jets don't have a chance anyways. You're better off just taking a sack than Zach Wilson throwing an interception. I actually, Daniel Jones can actually do something, but he can't because he gets the crap beat out of him. Every right. time he hikes the ball. <laughs> and uh, scores from the North Country, the Buffalo Bills 38, Raiders 10. Um, that, that team who John says is not from New York uh, is starting to play decent ball. Yeah. I, yeah, I, uh, they, they, they're, that defense they is just surreal. can't win a game at MetLife Stadium to save their lives. But outside of that, yeah, they're pretty good. Pretty good football team. 
up in Canada that they got there. <laughs> I think that the MetLife Stadium should be the home for the Giants and that the Jets should be somewhere on Long here's Island. The, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would rather the Jets have MetLife Stadium because the place is a dump. It is a giant air conditioning unit in the middle of a swamp. By all means, take MetLife Stadium. I would rather play anywhere else. Why did you think I was so happy to give it to you right away? No, well, you guys, everyone complains about it. Like, oh, no, this is our stadium, too. I wish it was your whole stadium. All right, let's go back to the past. <laughs> let's have the Giants play for the Polo Grounds, which is no longer there. No. Put the Jets in Shea Stadium, which is no longer there. There's nowhere for us. There's nowhere to put either one of them, really, outside of that. Unless you want, unless you feel real comfortable just destroying Hell's Kitchen and putting a football stadium there. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely okay with that. God. So yeah. what do we have? Fantasy teams. Fantasy teams okay though. For so we got the Jets and the Patriots. Yep, you're going. Uh, I'd you... say that's a toss up. And the Patriots aren't very good. No, they're not good. But that's a toss up. Bill Belichick versus Zach Wilson. I'm taking Bill Belichick every single time. And, uh, yeah, even if Belichick were playing quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I still I don't, still think the Patriots are going to win that game. with uh, the Gi- And, like I said, the Giants play the Seahawks. Uh, and and the Bills are playing the Commanders this week, who is maybe the most shocking team in football. How did Washington get good all of a sudden? Well, they played Arizona. That helps. And Denver. That helps as well. <laughs> There you go. But I, I they, honestly didn't think Washington was going to win a game. And they let Russell Wilson put up 30 points on them yeah. in the year of our Lord 2023. So I don't pump the brakes on the commanders oh. being good. <laughs> well, I also think in that vein we need to uh, we need to maybe not be so pessimistic about the Jets and the Giants. They've got a lot of learning to do and gelling to do. They've got some talent. I'd like to not play the two best teams in football the first three weeks of the season. That would be ideal. Uh, I, 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 maybe I, maybe that's what we needed because now maybe it'll just feel like like training wheels are, are off. Because well, the, the stupid Jets really drive me crazy because they had no business beating the Bills, and they did. So then I'm thinking, wow, this team's actually good. No, they are not. No, they, they were playing... Crazy. And they were playing in a monsoon that happened to help out yeah. tremendously in regards to their the defense. defense. Yeah. yeah, and they just outlasted the Bills and won on a punt return for a touchdown. Where, if you looked at the play, the replay closely, there was a leg whip by a Jet player towards the end of that play. I was, it didn't get cold. I was watching that game with my dad, and I we we both actively said whoever wins the coin toss should defer. Because that's your, that's gonna be your best chance. You're gonna get the ball starting at the fifty. Because whoever gets the ball first is going four and out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then you don't have to. You could just pray to God you get fifteen to twenty yards well, that kid, and a field goal. Gibbons that returned the ball was uh, hard knocks legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was. He kind of forced himself onto the team. Yeah. So I mean, that's a cool story and all, but Garrett Wilson. Best catch of the year. It's oh already locked up. Oh my goodness, what a great play. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, no, no, the problem is not. The Jets have good receivers. I. They got nobody to get them the ball. 
I actually I did I did have one tech saved from halftime of the Giants Cowboys game, where I think we were already down like twenty six to nothing, and I messaged my friend uh, after this Mets season that they had, and now this Giants season. I don't even want to think about what's going to happen to the Knicks next month. <laughs> I don't. Jalen Brunson's going to like his knee is going to explode. He might spontaneously combust. He might just add tip off to like that, and then we'll go back to being a thirty-win team. As much as I love it with all my heart and soul, I think it's very important that we don't get too excited about the Mets winning the offseason again. <laughs> Because it doesn't mean squat. No, no, it doesn't. It does. <laughs> I I watched that Mets Marlins series, and like the Marlins have everything to play for, and we're playing spoiler for the Marlins, and I just go back to me being there live in person for opening day, and I'm like, how did we get here? <laughs> how how do we get? Why are we playing spoiler to the Marlins in Miami? Shouldn't be. This should have been us, like, clinching a playoff spot in Miami. <laughs> yeah, well, in the immortal words of uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, who wrote that great book about being a uh, Brooklyn Dodgers fan, and the title of the book was Whale Next Year. <laughs> uh, fortunately, that's all we can do now. Yeah, like I, I said. I do still. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at Atlanta and Houston still. Still, even if Texas wins the wins the West, uh, I think Atlanta could wax Texas. Can I can I just say that that Milwaukee versus whoever gets the six seed game? I'm gonna go make a bold prediction. That'll be the lowest viewed playoff series in baseball history. It, it, and that's a shame because Milwaukee's playing great ball lately. No one cares. <laughs> no. No one cares. Especially if it's like not Cincinnati. Like so you don't even have a rivalry built in there. If it's Milwaukee versus Arizona, it'll be you, me, eight other people. Tops. <laughs> Watching that. Well, Cincinnati's starting to fall. It's starting to it's almost like they've given up. And and the, oddly enough, the one that's 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 amused me the most is after doing absolutely nothing. They're all collapsing. All of them. Chicago has been terrible this month. Uh, San Francisco has fallen off the face of the earth. Cincinnati has. Yeah. Arizona's just like Arizona. They gotta be thinking, oh well, we went through our slump in August. Look at us. We're yeah. We're on top of the world right now. Nobody wants that last playoff spot. Well, there is one team. It's it's highly improbable they'll get it. But there's one team with a giant payroll who have played probably worse than the Mets who are still mathematically alive, and that's San Diego. Yeah. And they've been playing good ball lately. Yeah, they have. They've won eight in a row. They've won nine of their last ten. Uh, I think it would be a shame. Because like, I, like, like I've said, I, I think baseball is more fun when the, when the Cubs are, are in it. So it would be a shame if the Cubs didn't make it. I'd love to see. See, that's the one thing I would love to see: Chicago versus Milwaukee. Well, one thing I have yet to talk to you about is uh, while while you were away, uh, the Mets hired David Stearns. Oh yeah, uh, the president of baseball operations. Yeah, that's, I, which I mean, which we all saw coming ten miles away. Yeah, it's nice to have it be official though. Uh, yeah, 
and now he gets to... Now he's got to figure out whether A, wants to keep Buck, B, wants to keep Epler. He's got to build the scouting department fresh. Yeah. I think... Well, him and Epler are friends, right? So I feel like that's... It, it helps. Yeah. like that Helps thing. Epler. And, man, Epler, like that trade deadline... Yeah, how did that? He comes out smelling like a rose after making bad decision after bad decision in the offseason, and he goes and gets these fantastic prospects. It was like the inverse of his 2021 offseason, where like he killed it with the free agent signings he made. Bassett, Bassett got in a trade, but Marte, uh, Escobar, um, you know, just like he. Everybody brought in uh, Scherzer, but then the trade deadline, all we were able to get was Vogelbach and Naquin, and that didn't help us at all. This year, he had a oh, bad winter. Don't, don't forget, Darren Ruff. Darren, yeah. <laughs> that genuinely, Rex, completely forgot that man existed. Until <laughs> <laughs> <all> right now. <laughs> Life, I was, I was in a better place. Uh, then, <laughs> then this offseason, he did horrible. Uh, the trade deadline, he killed it. So if you could ever just get both, we'd be really on to something. Uh, Buck, I think, will keep the job unless Craig Council really wants to manage the New York Mets. Well, first of all, Craig Council is a Wisconsin guy. Yeah. That's why I can't. He loves where he lives. He loves where he works. He eats and breathes and sleeps the brewers. Yeah, that's... I don't see him leaving for any reason. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, especially not to come someplace as nutty as New York. Yeah, uh, Bucks. Uh, yeah, I guess if you can get counsel, I. And I, I, I mean, I would just, I would need to see the list of available candidates. I think as of right now, Buck, and I didn't even really want Buck to stay, but. My theory has always been, if you're going to fire someone, you need to know who the replacement's going to be. Joe Madden. As of right now, I don't want Joe Madden. So, I guess, there. We'll I'll stick stick with Buck. Um, Carlos Beltran. Well, Beltran would be the one that I would want to replace Buck. However, I don't think Beltran's on that trajectory as far as what he wants to do. I think he might just want to stay in a front office role. If he wants to be the manager of the Mets, I'd give him... Well, job look, in a heartbeat. You're probably making good coin, and it's no pressure. Yeah. You become the manager, you're just you're in a pressure cooker. Right. So. Uh, I, 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 I would like to see Buck given this one more year to turn it around. And it, and then if it doesn't go any better than this year, let him go. Yeah. Buck's, uh, not Buck, Blake Snell is going to be a free. fascinating yes, he is. free agent because it's, it's risky because it's going to be a lot of money, and he it's not doesn't a, feel like it doesn't feel sustainable. It's what also, he's doing but it's not Otani risky. No, well, no. I mean, at least you real unless you at least now you know that he will in fact pitch again. It just won't be the first year. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that that, that whole thing about how he packed up his stuff and left in the middle of the night was just weird. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just. I think he was checked out. Like he's. Well, he hadn't played the previous ten or eleven games because he was hurt, and he was probably just frustrated. I get it, but if you're the face of the team, you don't just 
sneak off in the middle of the night. No. So, so do you think? Do you think if they because they ninety percent chance that they lose Otani, probably ninety five percent. Do you think they actually trade Mike Trout? Um, I, I don't. I think they want to trade Mike Trout, but I don't think they will because he's still going to cost too much, and he's not the same guy he was. No, but I mean, when he's healthy, he's still very good. It's just yeah. He, but he's not thirty-seven million good. No, no. I a team like you have to feel like you are legitimately a World Series contender. Like you're one piece away to to trade for that contract. Look, I, I think Mike Trout is a tremendous player. He's still way better than most guys, but the cost. Look, the Angels have been a how-to, uh, just a, a case study in how not to. Well, so why would another I, team, other than the Dodgers or the Yankees, be dumb enough to dump that kind of dough into it? That's fair. Before the before this past week, I would have told you the Angels are the most comically inept franchise in professional sports right now, at least in the United States. And then the Chicago Bears. Oh my goodness, that's a true dumpster fire. In one week, had a defense coordinator resign, possibly got his house raided by the FBI. I don't know if that was confirmed or denied, but resigned, left a note on his table, and then some poor, uh, some poor groundskeeper or whatever, when all that's going on, has to go up to the owner and go, oh, by the way, uh, our equipment has been stolen in the yeah. middle of the night. Yeah. That uh, was, uh, yeah, that poor team. Poor Rob. <laughs> Poor Rob. Poor Chicago. They're, I mean, between that and the Cubs possibly not making the playoffs at the last second and the White Sox uh, going through it. Yeah. So, so, look, it could be worse. I guess. We could be in Chicago. Yeah, Wink Martindale hasn't committed a felony yet. So there's... Well, there's that. <laughs> Um, I think that's about it. I think. Yeah, I'm about done too. Tapped out. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, my football week's pretty much done. I get to just sit back and you know, revel in other people's misery. Possibly win a fantasy football game. Okay. Go to two and one on the season. Right. That'd be very. That'd be very nice. Uh, Bijan Robinson, wonderful human being. Just, just throwing that out there. Just. Okay. <laughs> uh, you never got into fantasy football, huh? Too lazy. Too lazy. It's like it's like those those complicated video games that people spend half their lives playing. I never got into them because I never wanted to take the time to learn how to play them. <laughs> Just pure laziness. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that was. I will say, if you do actually start though. It is incredibly addicting. Like you would just be sitting in front. You would just be sitting staring at your phone, just staring at your team for like a half hour. <laughs> no, those who do it say it's incredibly fun. Uh, and on that note, folks, this is Rex the Rookie saying, have a great week. John, lead us home. All right, well, enjoy your weekend, folks. Some good football, uh, unless you're a Jets fan. And then if you lose to the Patriots, this Patriots team, I don't go uh, seek a witch doctor. Uh, and <laughs> But if you're not a Jets fan... Uh, God bless you. You're incredibly lucky. And uh, enjoy your weekend of football. All right, folks. Thanks for listening.